Welcome to r slash Petty Revenge, where we get some $300,000 tree law. Our next Reddit post is from Meanad. My husband was in a car accident during his senior year in 1986, and he got a settlement of $30,000 that he could access at 18. He was a gearhead and wanted to buy a Corvette, but his mom didn't like that idea, so she made him a deal. If he bought the car, he would have to pay rent to his mother and storage for his other cars. Or he could buy a property and keep living with his mom rent-free for as long as he wanted. So, at the age of 18, he started looking at property and he bought 10 acres for $5,000. We intended to build on the land at some point or sell it later on. In our early years together, we would have massive ragers on that property because there was no one around to bother us and it was great. Eventually, people bought the lots around us and built on them. Zoning laws changed to allow one house per acre, so there were several houses, but it was still pretty rural, and a few of us had large empty acreage the kids would use to ride their dirt bikes on. We didn't care. Let them have fun. About 15 years ago, another new house went in, and it was built right on our property line. They hadn't even finished construction on their house when the wife began calling to demand that I take some trees down because they blocked her view. The funny thing was, the trees were only blocking the view from the RV that they were temporarily living in. Once they moved into their newly built house, they wouldn't even be near those trees, so I said sorry, but no, I'm not cutting down those trees. She was not happy, and over the next couple of years, she called to complain about all kinds of stupid stuff and the noise of the kids on dirt bikes. Hell, she even got mad at people riding their horses because they made her dogs bark. One day I drove out there, and I noticed that this neighbor had dammed a stream, which was causing the water to divert onto my property. Now, I knew that this was their doing, because the previous year, she had called to complain that my stream was causing her property to flood. First off, it wasn't my stream, and second, her property didn't even flood. Their lot was originally heavily wooded, and they had cleared out all the trees, and I could tell they had done a bunch of grading, so if they had water issues, that was their doing, not mine. Anyway, the following weekend, we grabbed a small backhoe and a couple of friends to go unblock the stream. We hadn't even unloaded the backhoe before we heard her screaming and the cops showed up. The cops weren't even sure if they should stop us because our state is pretty environmentally conscious and there are strict wetland laws. The cops didn't know if we were rerouting the stream or if the neighbor had. I completely understood where they were coming from and I knew this would happen. So not only did I bring pictures to show how the stream had been, but also one of our friends was an official at the Department of Energy. He was able to explain the law to the cop and that legally we had to put the stream back. Of course, when the stream got to their freshly graded land, it had no channel to flow to, and yeah, it did flood the neighbor's yard. Unfortunately for my neighbor, she received a citation for illegally altering a stream. They ended up having to put the stream bed back and revegetate with native plants and shrubs in a 25-foot buffer zone which took away from a portion of their yard. They also had to pay us damages and got a huge fine. The stream they had diverted into our yard had made a small pond, and when summer rolled around, our pond was now like 8 to 18 inches deep, and the kids were loving riding their dirt bikes through it. So instead of just riding past the neighbor like they normally would, they would now spend hours riding in that area, much to the annoyance of the neighbor. She called the cops multiple times, but the kids would either be gone or say they had permission to be there, so the police called us and we say, yep, let them ride. 
a couple years go by and our neighbor has learned to text us because we ignored our calls when she had something to complain about. I make my annual spring visit and I notice that 23 large cedar and fir trees had been cut down. Five of those trees had been cut up and a path leads directly to their very full woodshed. I was pissed. This isn't something I can just fix and you do not mess with my trees. I called the cops, and their excuse was that firewood was their sole source of heat and that they needed the wood. They said they cut down so many trees so that they would dry out over the next couple of years. They got another no trespassing order, and they were charged with theft and vandalism. It took a couple of years, but they ended up having to pay $10,000 for each tree they cut down. So that was a nice bonus. Plus, we sold 15 of the trees and made another $45,000. They were pissed, to say the least. Life goes on, and we still got text messages every time she heard a dirt bike, a horse goes by, or whatever irritated her on any given day. We started having summer campout parties over the next few years, and she always called the cops or the fire departments. Of course, we never got cited because we're not stupid and we didn't break any laws. Sadly, my husband died suddenly, and eventually I decided that it was time to sell the property because I wasn't going to build a house there, so I listed the property for a million dollars. That was the market rate at the time. Remember, it was 10 acres, and you could build one house per acre. Of course, anytime people went out there, she would flag them down and tell them that it flooded and all sorts of nonsense. She didn't want anyone to build anything there. I should have renewed the second trespass order, but it expired around the same time that my husband passed away, and it just wasn't important at the moment. Developers weren't bothered, and we did get a few offers under asking price that I was happy with, but I really wanted to sell it to an individual who wanted to build a single home. I was just being stupid and sentimental. My agent wasn't happy, but understood. One day, my agent calls me with an offer. It's a couple who wanted to meet me on the property. They got there before me, and when I arrive, my Karen neighbor is telling them how bad the property is. As I approach, two little kids come flying up on dirt bikes, and she becomes unglued, grabbed a rock, and threw it at them. The rock came nowhere close to hitting them. The guy immediately starts yelling at her and tells her to get the F out of there. That scared her, and she left. The guy sees me and begins to apologize, but I stopped him and thanked him. We started talking, and he explained that part of the reason they wanted this specific property was because they had two young boys who rode motocross, and he loved the trails, plus he wanted to build a track for them. When he showed me where he wanted to build the track, I knew that I was selling it to this guy. I took a $250,000 loss on that sale, and I carried out the contract just to spite my awful neighbor. And, yeah, I know that 250 k is a huge amount of money to lose, but remember, we only paid $5,000 for that property, and we got $300,000 for the trees, and another twenty k for the nonsense with the stream. Plus, we enjoyed the property for almost 30 years. And knowing that awful woman was going to be miserable for years to come, you just can't put a price on that. I sold the property six years ago, and I still go out there a couple of times a year just to check it out. They built a huge, beautiful house at the farthest point from the Karen, and there's a huge motocross close to her house. She still sends me nasty text messages, and I should probably block her, but it makes me smile each time knowing that she's still pissed. This is well worth the 250k loss. 
Also, I know that my late husband would approve because he always knew that she was a petty B-word. OP, you ruined this Karen's life and you took like 300k from her due to tree law and you're posting this in r slash petty revenge? This would be better in r slash pro revenge or even r slash nuclear revenge. How is $300,000 worth of tree law revenge not nuclear revenge? OP, if you consider this petty, I would hate to be on the receiving end of your pro revenge. Our next Reddit post is from Revolutionary Ant. Last week I was out and about doing some errands. As I was walking, I was going through my long to-do list in my head, so I wasn't frowning, but I wasn't smiling either. My face was just neutral. A man starts heading towards me. As we pass, he tells me, smile, it could be worse. I stop, stare at him for a moment and say, my parents were in an accident. My mom died on impact. We're turning off my dad's life support tomorrow. The guy looked like a robot being shut down. His face fell. He looked like a deer in headlights. He stuttered and stammered. He was obviously trying to think of something to say, but when he couldn't, he turned around and speed walked away. My parents are both fine. There was no accident. But it annoys me when people think they have the right to dictate how other people are feeling and what expressions they make, especially when they don't know what's going on in their lives. It's unhelpful and patronizing. Imagine telling someone who has just given a terminal diagnosis, smile, it could be worse. Or someone who's lost a child, been laid off, or otherwise struggling, or in a terrible situation. Down in the comments, we have this story from Few Improvement. While I was at work, I found out that my dad died. There was a shuttle ride to the employee lot. On the ride back to my car, tears silently streaming down my face, a stranger said, It can't be that bad. I hadn't found my voice yet and just ignored them. But yes, it was that bad. And then another story from Bafangul. I worked at a home for developmentally disabled adults. I was off for a few days, and when I returned from my shift, there was a bunch of cars there and lots of people looking shook up smoking cigarettes outside. I jovially strolled up to the group and jokingly said, Who died? They all looked at each other and said, He doesn't know? One of our clients had a massive coronary that morning, and I had no idea. I felt like utter garbage for the rest of that day. My boss pulled me aside and comforted me after realizing that I felt like a complete imbecile for my joke. Wow, I am <laughs> I am scrolling through these comments and there are literally dozens and dozens of stories of people basically doing the exact same thing, saying, who died or, geez, were you diagnosed with brain cancer or something? And the answer is, yes, I was diagnosed with brain cancer. So um, maybe don't make those jokes, everyone. Our next Reddit post is from Pre-Virgin Witch. I recently started working in an office. I'm not very happy about it because I prefer working from home, but it's only temporary so I'm hanging in there. Since I'm trying to save money, I take my own lunch instead of eating at one of the many restaurants near the office. Soon after I started, I noticed my food going missing from the break room. After digging a bit, I discovered who the culprit was. One of my coworkers, Mark, decided that it was okay to take my lunch without asking for almost a week. I had to put a stop to this, but since I had no hard evidence like a video of him eating my stuff, I decided to take justice in my own hands. You see, Mark is a Muslim and apparently very serious about it, to the point that he has to let everyone know about this at least once a day. 
There's nothing wrong with being serious about your religion, mind you. But when everyone knows you as the Muslim guy because that's the only thing you talk about, you may want to diversify your interests. To me, however, he's known as the lunch looter. Since it's my lunch, and since I have absolutely no dietary prohibitions, I decided to prepare myself a delicious pork sandwich. Pepperoni, ham, smoked sausage, chorizo, bacon, pork leg, cochinita, and even some chicharron for good measure. Oh, and don't forget extra jalapenos. Normally, I don't like jalapenos, but I want this one to pack a punch. I call it the squealing supreme. Surely, any person who adheres to religious rules would be a fool to even go near my succulent sandwich, right? Well, it seems like Mark is the type of person to grab food from the fridge without checking it first, which led to hilarious results. At some point before my lunch hour, the office was set off by bloody screams coming from the break room. When someone ran off to check, they found poor Mark crying about eating pork and saying that someone put non-halal meat in the fridge. That was my cue to get HR involved. This level of drama wouldn't go unnoticed anyway, and catching Mark eating my sandwich was all I needed to get them on my side. Sadly, the payoff wasn't great. He was let off with a warning, and his excuse for taking my lunch is that I always brought halal food. Basically just chicken and vegetables, so he would take it. It's not that he thought that it was for him. He just said that he targeted my stuff because I was the only one bringing clean food. He was still quite pissed, and in the last few days, he's been giving me the death glare. Moral of the story, don't take people's food. Who knows, maybe they enjoy the food that your religion considers sinful. Alright, so I don't know a lot about the Islamic faith, but I would have to assume there, there has to be some rule about no stealing, right? Thou shalt not steal, or whatever the equivalent is. Can, can you steal in, in Islam? There's no way. Allah Almighty says in the Holy Quran, and as for the man who steals and the woman who steals, cut off their hands in retribution of their offense as an exemplary punishment from Allah, and Allah is mighty wise. Okay, so, OP, I guess you gotta cut his hand off. Our next Reddit post is from Blatantly Ridiculous. So, I'd been with my husband Ben for 18 years before I'd finally had enough and asked for a divorce. He moved several hours away near his mom. That also meant that he left me to raise our kids by myself with little child support and never seeing the kids. I decided it was time to have a family portrait done because it had been a while. We went to the photo place, and as we were looking through the digital images to pick out what to order, my oldest asked if we could send a picture to grandma, my ex-husband's mother. I told my kid that I didn't think grandma would want a picture with me in it, but I'd be happy to order her a picture of just the kids in it. My oldest kid swore that grandma would want me in the pictures, and she always made sure to ask about me and how I was doing. I heard from Ben's best friend that he hated the fact that his mom told him that he screwed up the best thing that ever happened to him, and that she still remained friends with me on Facebook. I was kinda surprised. My ex was extremely verbally and emotionally abusive to me during our marriage, which is why I ended it. I never knew that his mom actually thought so highly of me. I only ever saw her a couple of days a year at Christmas. No issues, we just never grew close. So my oldest calls up my grandma right there in the studio and asks her if she wants a picture with me in it or with just the kids. Grandma specifically asked for a picture with all of us, including me. So I decided to order her a nice glossy 8x10 that I had matted and framed and mailed to her. 
Apparently, she hung it right in the entryway so that every time my ex walks in, he sees my smiling face staring back at him. Lol. I just wish that I could have seen the expression on his face the first time he saw it. Down in the comments, I love this reply from Mitch Nacho Name. Get a new picture next year with grandma in it. <laughs> that would be so funny to him be excluded from his own mother and his ex-wife and his kids. He's like the odd man out. That'd be so funny, man. That was our slash petty revenge. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.